0: everyone welcome back how are you all doing in the last episode we talked about how you can ease the transition of your preschooler and one of the biggest factor which comes into picture whenever your child is going to start a preschool is adjusting his nap time and we talked about how you can make those changes gradually in the nap time this is the 11th episode of our series parenting one step at a time Today we are going to talk about something which no kid would like to experience. Kids test our patience. They push our buttons and we get angry, frustrated and irritated. Sometimes we yell and sometimes it goes even beyond that as well. We are human beings after all. We have our own patience level. If our child repeatedly misbehaves or go against our expectations, it puts us in a stressful state. We give them ultimatums, warnings, and when nothing works, we practice timeouts. We give them a lot of time to adjust, but nothing works. When we practice timeouts more frequently, very soon even timeouts start losing its importance because it is done on a regular basis. Why? Is it because kids are smart than we think they are? Or is it because our way of disciplining them is wrong or outdated? Or is it because timeouts is not a solution for long run? Well, my answer will be the last reason timeouts are not the solution for long run we'll peek into the reasons that why it doesn't work all the time for all the children and also ways to let your child listen to you and willingly listen to you but before that let me introduce myself to all the first time listeners I'm Alpana Dev I'm a published author of A Girl in the New Town a blogger at MothersGurukul.com, a freelance content creator, and a mother of two lovely kids who are my greatest source of inspiration for all my parenting posts, articles, and now podcasts. Welcome to Mothers Gurukul Podcast. Last week, I was listening to a podcast on myths about parenting. And that's when this idea struck to me that I should write An article on timeouts and I should actually record it and share it with all of you one of the myths we all live with is if we are not able to discipline our kids then we think of ourselves as a weak parent I felt that's true to some extent when we see a child behaving so well at a party We start judging our parenting style. We start to evaluate what we do towards parenting our kids. One of the favorite disciplinary methods of parents is timeouts. But I feel timeouts do not work in every situation. The reason I feel this way is because of many, many factors. Does the timeout is related to a specific behavior children see everything as white and black there is nothing gray for them they don't understand any complicated calculations when disciplining the child if the consequences are related to the specific act then they get it putting it in simple words then think uh, for a child how how is uh, sitting on a specific spot for Two minutes now is related to throwing a ball or a block at his or her sibling. There is actually no relation between the two situations. We should also see that how is the child taking it emotionally. Making a two and a half year old sit on a chair for five minutes because he or she wasn't listening to you is not going to help them in understanding the reason but... It will make them feel bad, sad, and stressed out. If your child keeps crying for entire 5 minutes, what is the point of it? So, have you solved the purpose of giving your child time out? No, you haven't. In fact, the child is even more stressed out and maybe scared. So basically, what exactly is your child learning during a timeout in terms of correct behaviour? To be honest, nothing. By giving our children timeouts, we are letting go of the opportunity of telling them what went wrong. Well, I am not saying that I have never given timeouts to my kids. I did. But I never went over. I use them only when needed and that also very rarely. I believe in explaining to them why they are not supposed to do it and instead of calling it a timeout for them, I would rather call it a mommy timeout. So when it is not a solution, then there have to be some alternatives to it. Let's see. For young kids, say under three, distraction works great. I have a toddler who is turned three. You may think of removing the object that is the cause of the behavior or just take the child away from that particular spot. Get engaged in some interesting activity. It can be as simple as counting birds sitting on the wire or how many spoons are there in the holder. For some little older kids, they usually take pride in doing things on their own like big kids. They demand undivided attention. So, if you think your phone or your laptop is a reason for their bad behavior, then think of going a few hours or minutes of technology detox. Believe me, it is good for both of you. To a kid, even negative attention is better than no attention. So, give those distraction-free minutes to your child. Teach them what you expect from them yes i said to teach them not to tell them for example instead of saying i need a snack teach your child to practice saying can i have a snack please reframing your sentences goes a long way but don't forget to practice this yourself i used to play a thing game with my daughter and now i do that with my son We switch roles and then hold a conversation. Be clear about the ground rules. This takes us back to the point where we have started. Consequences should always be related to the behavior. Kids need attention. They need love, a listening ear and empathy. No matter if they are young or old, they all deserve this. So stay calm. Be firm. Give them the attention they need, set clear ground rules and enjoy parenting. According to AhaParenting.com, if you are using timeouts to deal with your child's meltdowns, that is actually destructive because you are triggering your child's abandonment panic. So try emotion coaching and time-ins if you want to teach your child emotional self-management that is only effective before a meltdown starts and the child can still access the reasoning capacity of the prefrontal cortex when you see the warning signs take your child to a time in to help her calm down this signals to your child that you understand that he or she has got some big emotions going on and you're right there with them if They just uh, a bit wound up and wants to snuggle or even read a book, fine. If they are ready for a meltdown, you are there to help. Just let them know you are there and they are safe. Once the meltdown starts and your child is swept with emotions, it is too late for teaching. So don't try to talk or negotiate or even convince them of anything just stay nearby so just stay nearby so you know you don't trigger their abandonment panic and stay calm don't give in to whatever caused the meltdowns in other words don't give them a cookie you said no to but offer your total loving attention tell them that they are safe be ready to reassure them of your love once they calm down When you are lo- losing it, what I said um, earlier that, you know, sometimes we need that mommy timeout. So timeouts are a terrific management techniques for keeping your own emotions regulated, but use them on yourself, not your child. When you find yourself losing it, take five. This keeps you from doing anything you will be sorry about later. It models wonderful self-management for your kids. And it ultimately makes your discipline more effective because you aren't making threats that you won't carry out. Parents who use timeouts are often shocked to learn that there are families who never hit, never use timeouts and rarely raise their voices to their children. But you shouldn't need to use these methods of discipline and if you are using them now, you will probably be quite relieved to hear that you can wean yourself away from them. When we are talking about time out, there are some ways in which you can get your child to listen to you better. So there are times when we all lose our patience and temper and unwillingly shout or yell on our kids. Even though every time we yell we decide that next time I'm going to stay cool or I will just relax and deal with the situation with a cooler mindset. But when kids test our patience, we forget all those promises and we have made, that we have made to ourselves. The vicious circle of asking, repeating, reminding goes on. On the other end, there are the kids. Full of new ideas, tremendous energy and full potential to test us. Kids continue the behavior that works for them whether it is positive or negative. That is why they are kids and we are parents. So I am going to share 8 ways to get your child to listen to you better. First one is sufficient dose of attention and power. They need attention from their elders and at the same time the power to take decisions. When they don't get the opportunity, they get upset. Give them the transition time. Connect before you start speaking. We all need the transition time to shift from one mind state from other. If we do not give them that time, then they are not going to listen to our talks and it seems more like a yelling and no following scene. Consequences and misbehavior or cause should be related. Now, this is very important. For example, consequences for watching excess TV and not finishing up the homework should not be related to restricting them from the play area time. TV, not finishing homework, and not going to the play area are nowhere related to each other. Instead, restrictions should be on watching their favorite cartoons or TV show. Make sure that they are clear with the consequences. Consequences should be revealed in advance clearer the consequences, better it is. Again, if they don't know the consequence for their wrong choice or bad behavior, then it'll be easy for them to accept. Ask them to repeat the whole new rule and the consequences. But at the same time, we have to control ourselves. Stop repeating and reminding them all the time. Let them be responsible for their own actions. In short, A child who forgets has a parent who always remembers. Sounds funny, right? Parents need some me time too. Sometimes ignore it. Be unimpressed. Just sit back and relax. What happens when our child does not follow our directions? We raise our voice in order to make them understand. But this is the time when we have to relax and take a deep breath. It is better not to explain or try to convince your child when we are not ready wait neither they nor we are in the perfect compatible state but do not allow the matter to get delayed solve it before going to bed always remember that kids live in the present moment if you expect that your child will remember what he or she has done two days ago and you are trying to explain their actions today it is not going to work solve the matter that day itself create positivity if timeouts consequences are for wrong behavior then rewards praises is for positive behavior reward affection and attention that their good behavior has been recognized is equally important kids have a special wired mechanism which tells them how to behave In the most of the cases, the mechanism directs them to follow a certain behavioral pattern. Sometimes it's their age or their surroundings that are driving their behavior. And most of the time, they're listening but not doing what you ask them to do. You can regain your child's ear without losing your voice or your cool. So, how do you get your child listen to you better? And do you practice timeouts? more frequently or if not, what are your tricks? I know for every mother, these tips always comes handy. So please share it with the other fellow listeners. In the next episode, we will talk about bedtime ritual and how you can change bedtime battle to bedtime bliss. Till then, happy parenting. Stay blessed. Stay happy. Bye-bye.